This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Okay, Micah chapter 4. You guys ready to go to higher ground? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm about to go higher. Okay, I'm about to go higher. This is, this is what God does. And you could check our podcast from last week. Micah chapter 4, verse 1. I'm going to open up in prayer here. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that there is impartation, that we literally go higher as a result of getting into your word, that you would, that we would ascend into the very mind of God. Lord, your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Your ways are higher than our ways. So we ask you, Lord, by your spirit that you elevate us so we could start thinking on a higher level and living on a higher level. In the name of Jesus, somebody say amen. Amen. Micah chapter 4, verse 1. Let's turn there. They'll be up on the screen. It says here, uh, now it shall come to pass in the latter days. Look at your neighbor say, these are those days. That the mountain of the Lord's house, somebody say Lord's house is a mountain. Look at somebody else and tell them we are on a mountain right about now. That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, every other mountain, and shall be exalted. God wants to lift you up today and shall be exalted above the hills and peoples or nations or people groups peoples not just one type of people but all nations take a look around this room all nations ethnicities when God's house is established in a community it ought to be especially if our community is multi-ethnic and diverse the house of God better be multi-ethnic and diverse somebody say amen. amen and all peoples shall flow to it Verse 2, many nations shall come and say, come, let us go up. Somebody say, I'm going up. Let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion, the law shall go forth and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. This is my first point here is God's house takes us higher God's house takes us higher that's what the house of God is for the house of God is on an elevated place in the community it doesn't mean the house of God is any better in a sense it's nothing it's that God's God's house is established in a place you go up to the house so when you are in the house you are in a higher place God's house is a higher place. When I first got saved, I did not grow up in church. I got saved at about 17. I was about to turn 18. I got saved and I came into a house, a church that was, I mentioned this a little bit last week, is very different than my cultural upbringing. Um, I didn't grow up in a church environment. So, um, and just the, uh, my, the environment from a natural perspective was very different. Um, but there's something that was happening there that, that I was being elevated. Um, the church I went to, uh, where I really got plugged in, um, and um, I'll try to bring some pictures next week, just so you can kind of see it. Um, but um, 
it was um, very a small storefront church. The power of God was moving. All of my leaders were literally around 80 years old, and they were all Filipinos. It was literally a, uh, a few families from the Philippines literally came to America as missionaries to plant a church in my city. So, it's kind of, so I was reached by, normally when you hear about maybe countries like that, everybody's going there, but they came here to get me saved, to get me right. Somebody say amen. And so this environment was very different for me. They were, very, they were much older than me. It wasn't like a quote-unquote cool environment for me necessarily. Um, but there was something, the, the word of God that was being preached, it started to elevate my life started to take me out of my, my, my hurts and my, my struggles, my pains, my abuses, and these, these, uh, these powerful men and women of God. Uh, next week, I promise, I will bring a picture. I actually posted it. I don't know if anybody saw it on my Insta story. And it was like, there's like 20 of them, right? And the, oh, you guys got it? Okay, you guys are going to get it. Cool. Um, so I'll show you. Sh- when they get that ready, they'll show you. Um, but um, this environment, from a natural perspective, was not, was not full, my, my type of environment if you will, but I got in the house of God and God began to elevate me. It was an interesting dynamic, the church I went to. The pastor was 80 plus years old. There he is. That's the man right there. This is my, this is, this was my pastor. His hair, that, that's something he put on. You know what I'm saying? And so that's Pastor Max Briones. These are the, um, the cotillions. Um, his son was the worship leader. He actually works in the, like, the uh, modeling industry in San Francisco. Super talented guy, but he was the worship leader. But this is what, I was 18 years old, just stopped smoking weed two days ago. Not two days ago, but like back then. And... This, this, this was, these were my mentors. And, and, and I was like, what am I doing here? It's just, you know, and me and my friends. And what was really interesting is the associate, he's not in here, the associate pastor to Pastor Max was 23 years old. He was uh, Vietnamese. My best friend at this time, Kwok uh, Nguyen, some of you have met him, he's Vietnamese. I was like one of the only few white folk person in it. I don't even like folk. There was like maybe one other one uh, other than me. And, and, and so what I'm saying is this might like look like, dang, that's kind of old school. And that's actually my church behind them. It's literally storefront church. Had a sign, had a cross up on the roof. That's, it was lit up at night. It said, Jesus saves. Somebody say amen. And so this is where I went. But I experienced the power of God. We as teenagers, Pastor Max he was 83, I think, at this point. This was literally when I attended. That's just how he looked right there. And um, he would attend our youth nights on Friday nights. And he would just come in there and sit with us, and we would have youth service. And I remember one time in particular, the, the only way I could explain it, the power of God came in there. And me and my skater friends, there was about a handful of us, the power of God touched us, changed our life forever. My friends were either crying on the ground, just the power of God. I was shaking uh, the power of God. And, and, and then Pastor Max just sitting there smiling, just like swaying in his seat. And all of us young people literally got floored by the power of God. My, my, my friend um, Kwok and myself, I, uh, other friends there went to high school uh, with. And um, one of my friends, uh, Joey Salazar, was there. And he, he was involved in um, uh, a blood the Bloods, a gang in San Jose. He was young too, man, but he came in um, in his house shoes and his crease pants. 
You know what I'm saying? And God touched him, boom, delivered him of demons. I mean, so I said all this to say that, that regardless of the cultural aesthetic, God's house, the intention for God's house is to take you up, to lift you up. And my life has never been the same since. And I can point it all back to that, to, to Pastor Max Briones preaching the, the word of God to me. And it took me a while to even understand it because his accent was so strong. Back then you had Sunday school. We call it growth track, okay? Now, we're like sophisticated right now. We got growth track. Back then it was Sunday school, and the Sunday school was in Tagalog. It was Philip. It was like I couldn't even attend Sunday school. They had to start an English one for us kids, you know? And so, so but that environment, although naturally looked like Sean doesn't fit there, I was called there, and God lifted me up. The word, it was the Word of God and the presence of God that kept us there. It was the word of God in the presence of God. Somebody say this when we say God's house takes us higher. Okay, and there, I just want to give you three simple things here in regards to this. How, what do I do in the house of God to take me higher? I'm going to give you three things. They're not going to be up here because I got this last night. Holy Spirit gave me this last night. Number one, when you get to the house of God, it's a place where you can, you should be able to sit down. Look at your neighbor say, sit down. <laughs> That there's something about the house of God. It is a place for you to come and just sit down. Some, look at your neighbor and say, sit down. Look back at him and say, be humble. Sit down. That, look at everybody sitting down. This is what you should be doing right here in church. Now don't sit too long. Because we need people to help us make this thing happen. Somebody say amen. But, but this is a place you ought to sit down. You ought to be able to sit down. Here's the second one. Sit down. Number two, serve others. We learned in Growth Track that we serve God by serving others. The, the house of God, how am I going to get elevated? I'm telling you what, when I jumped into that church, I came up in there, big old baggy pants hanging off my backside, looking like I don't belong there. And, I, and they got me in a suit and tie in about three, week, three months. And that's how they did it back then. I was like, down, okay, cool. So then one of the leaders was like, look, we need to go take y'all to, to Nordstrom Rack or something, like some little budget spot and just get you a suit and a tie. And so that was what we did. That's what, uh, what was required to be an usher. So I, within months of me attending that church, I began to be an usher. I was at the front door. You know, and I had my suit and tie on, me and my friends. My, Quack was the audio guy. He had no clue of what audio was. Quack was in the back with the audio board. You know what I mean? And uh, then, you know, other, uh, other of my friends started to join the worship team. And so we, it's a place where I had to sit down and learn and sit down and absorb, sit down and rest. Anybody ever just get tired and you're like, man, I just need to sit down. Okay, so when we have two children, my wife looked at me like, yes, I do. Anybody ever be like, look, let me just sit. Like any, you come home, somebody needs something, and you're like, can I just sit down for a minute? Am I the only one? <laughs> no, good. Can I just sit down for a minute? Look at your neighbor again. Say, sit down. Say, serve others. And here's a third one. Seek God. 
All right, number one, sit down, serve others, and seek God. I'm telling you right now, regardless of where you are in your walk with God and your maturity level and where you are in your walk and, and where you are with Jesus, that these three things ought to be just a part of your experience in the house of God. It's a place you can sit down. It's a place where you serve others, and it's a place where you can seek God. It's not the only place to seek God, but I'm telling you right now, that's what the house of God is. That's what worship's all about. You ever know, when we're worshiping God, then, then, then God begins to move. It's where, once again, sit down, serve others, and seek God. Let's look at verse 2 again. Many nations, Micah chapter 4, verse 2. Many nations shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. He will teach us his ways. This is the thing, is that the house of God, in, in respect to sitting down and getting connected to the house of God, this is an elevated place. Um, it's where, it, it is the house of the God of Jacob. I love this because the house of God isn't for perfect people. Jacob means deceiver or supplanter or a trickster. And so the house of God is for you while you're going through your stuff. Somebody say amen. amen. It is the house of the God of Jacob. Not just somebody that's already matured. Not just somebody that's already delivered. This place is a house for those that are still working out their stuff. Still walking through their process. It is the house of the God of Jacob and he will teach us his way solid Bible teaching develops healthy people amen I want you to I want you to learn something when you come I want you to develop you want to be in a house where the Word of God is taught I want to teach you something I want you to learn something I, I was a um, when I first got saved I came from a very rebellious background just wild just did whatever I wanted just went anywhere I wanted, did whatever I wanted, no boundaries. I would just, I, my, there was little supervision for me as a child. You know what I mean? I grew up fast just because, you know, I could just do, I could just go and do. And when I got in the house of God, I, I stay, the, we, Sunday school, guess they taught us about submission to authority. And I'm like, I didn't come to church to learn about submitting to authority. You know, but it taught me about authority, how God works. It, it, it really, they, they, they taught about the fruit. I remember our, our youth nights were on the fruit of the Spirit. You know, there was no pizza, no balloons, no board games. It was like, all right, we're going to worship God and teach on the fruit of the Spirit. Welcome to youth night, everybody. <laughs> I was like, what kind of youth group is this? Right? So then we would go to other churches that had more fun stuff during the week. But I knew where I went, I knew I was going to grow. And there's nothing wrong with fun stuff. I'm just saying that's the environment I came in where it was like, but they taught me something, man. I grew. I developed. That's what it says here. It says that the house of the God of Jacob, he will teach us his way. You ought to want to learn something, be taught something, right? If you consistently, I'm going to give you something here. If you consistently sit under the word, you will grow. If you sit under the, sit under the word, sit down and receive it. Receive the word of God, solid word, solid Bible teaching. You will grow and it will lift you up to a higher level spiritually. You will be lifted up. You get in the house of God. The house of God is a place where God teaches us his ways. He teaches us his ways. He teaches us his ways and we walk in his path. God wants you to come and to sit and to learn. The word teach, it literally means, um, the word teach means to shoot with an arrow. It means to shoot. 
because teaching is the purpose of teaching isn't just so you do the right thing the purpose of biblical solid teaching is for God to take you like an arrow and to shoot you into your destiny that's what it is teaching means to shoot Meaning the effect of good Bible teaching, the effect of learning um, who you are in Christ, what that does, it propels you into a purpose. It is, you know, you know that old song, what Nat King Cole, you got to straighten up and fly right. Somebody say amen. Anybody know that song? I think the baby back there knows it. Um, but but that's, what, that's, what, that's what teaching does is it straightens you out so you can fly right. We want to teach you so that, so come on single people, so when you find that special someone that you, you, you go into that marriage straight, not cricket. Come on somebody. You don't want to, come on single ladies, you don't want to marry some dude that's just all over the place. Don't even know where he's going, but you're his baby girl. And he like, I don't know, what is, oh, you want me to go to church? Okay, I'll go to church. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't really like that church. Let's go somewhere else. What? All distracted, all over the place. Come on, woman of God. You want to marry a man that is an arrow in God's hands. And you want that brother to be straight. I'm not saying perfect. Come on, somebody, say amen. But, but, but straight. But, 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 but you're, you're going, you, you, want, you, want to, you want to connect with somebody that is straightened up and flying right. Come on now knows where he's going knows what he's doing knows what he's about that's what the word teach means the purpose of teaching is to prepare propel you into your specific purpose and the purpose of teaching is to propel the people you're connected to into their purpose into their specific person it's just some scattered thing it's an arrow teaching does that he you get in the house i'm telling you this is my second point is that a learning environment elevates people some about elevating like Jody here he's about to he went to school he sat down for what five total years right give or take five years yeah pretty almost almost five years for uh, to get his um, um, electrical engineering degree he had to sit down but he got in that environment what's it gonna do elevate his life Right? I'm talking on a spiritual level. You get into a healthy environment. You get into a healthy church where you're connecting to people and, 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 and all that good stuff. And you're getting taught the word. I guarantee you your life will be elevated. I guarantee you you'll go to a new level. I guarantee you. Uh, I guarantee you you sit in the house of God. You get under the word of God. I guarantee you it will affect your work life. And I guarantee you if you walk with God like that, you will get a promotion at work. Or you're going to have to find another place. If you hit a lid in your workplace, there will be an opportunity elsewhere or your own business. I'm telling you right now, you get in the word. You get in that environment where the Bible is taught and it is sound doctrine and it is healthy teaching. It will elevate you and propel you. It will shoot you into some place you never thought possible. Teaching empowers you to make an impact. That's what an arrow does. It's poignant. It's specific. And it's straight. That's what it does when you get into the house of God. Teaching straightens you out so you can fly right. Hallelujah. All right, and it says that the word of the Lord shall go out of Zion. The law shall go forth. What does that mean? That you, you are a carrier of the word, not just pastor, not just Pastor Crystal, Pastor CG, Pastor Crystal Gale. Not just the pastor, but you sit under it. And the Bible says the word of the Lord shall go forth for out of woohoo. Who's going to leave this place in, in about 
25 minutes, you and you're going to take the word where you're at. Like this, this environment is for you to receive and that the, for out of Zion, the law shall go forth in the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, which is speaking of the house of God, that you take it somewhere. You go do some damage to the works of darkness. You go bring some life into your world. You take what you receive here and take it into your, into your workplace. Take it into your family. Take it into your home. Take it into your family, whatever it is. Allow God to, to, to download into you and to shoot you on out of here. Come on, somebody. I want God to shoot me into, I want some impact in my personal life. I want, I want to be shot into, from this place into my home. Boom. Hallelujah. Once again, God's house takes us higher. A learning environment elevates people. That's what this does. That's what this means about higher ground, is if you want to go higher, you got to learn something. You got to learn something. You got to develop and receive what God has for you. Look at this, Psalm 48, verse 2. And this correlates with Zion. This is powerful. Uh, beautiful in elevation. The joy of the whole earth, it's speaking of the house of God, is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. You got to understand, it matters where you sit. It matters where you sit. You ever find yourself in an environment and you're sitting down and you're like, I got to get out of here. What do you do? You get up and you walk. Goodbye. Some of you don't know what to do. Maybe you're in a relationship right now you shouldn't be in and you're sitting there in that relationship and you're like, man, this is, this is unhealthy. I really shouldn't be here. Don't do any Insta posts because I don't want people to know I'm here. Stay off the Insta. You know what I'm saying? I'm just off the grid. You know what I'm saying? You know what you need to do? Get up and walk out. Get on out of there. Come on. It mat- and you got to find a place. It matters where you sit. It matters who, who you sit with. It matters who you sitting with. Where you sitting? Look at your neighbor. Ask him, where you sitting? Sitting speaks of a place of rest. This ought to be a place of rest for you. And some of you are serving every day. Many of you are here before anybody gets here and you stay here before everybody goes. But I'm here to tell you that you ought to, in the midst of all your serving, I'm talking to you, dream team, in the midst of all your serving, you got to make sure you find some time to sit down and, I'm not going to say it, but just sit down and listen. There we go. I'm going to sit down and listen. Look at your neighbor and say, sit down and listen. It matters where you're sitting. It matters where you sit. Sitting means a lot. The Bible says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And we are seated with him in heavenly places. It matters where you sit. You're either sitting on high ground or low ground. Where are you sitting? Come on now. Higher ground. Sitting on higher ground. God's house takes us higher. A learning environment elevates people. Beautiful in elevation. This is the thing about Zion. I want to teach you something here. Mount Zion. What Mount Zion is, it's literally... A, a one of two hills in Jerusalem, okay? The first time Zion is mentioned in Scripture is this, Mount Zion. It's mentioned actually 160 times in the Bible, and of the 160 times, I believe close to 40 is in the book of Psalms. So it's very much a worshipful thing, and I'll explain. Mount Zion, the first time Mount Zion is mentioned in Scripture is when David went to Jerusalem and took the stronghold from the Jebusites. 
that were in Jerusalem. The reason the Jebusites, which is God's enemies, was in Zion is because Joshua and his boys could not drive them out. Generations before, Joshua took a lot of ground. He gets to Jerusalem and they don't drive out the Jebusites. Generations later, they're still posted up in God's city. And David, and they told David, the Jebusites were like, David, you can't take this. He was just anointed by God's people. He was anointed by Samuel before, but he was recently anointed as king of the nation. And David rolled up on him and drove him out, and he took it back. And it says that he took the fortress of Zion. This is, this is the thing here, is that the reason why so many times in Scripture God mentions this place called Zion, when really, if you were to just geographically look at it, it ain't nothing different. It's just Jerusalem. But the correlation, the reason why there's this emotional and spiritual and um, connotation to Zion is because it represents a place that God promised the enemy took and God's people got it back. So Jewish people, when you mention Zion, it's not just the place. It represents a place in your life, church, that the devil has had and you need to take it back because it is higher ground. I don't know what that place is for you, but like my wife was mentioning, generational curses and stuff like that. Zion represents higher ground in a place the devil has thought that he has it, and, and, and God is wanting you by faith to take it back. Zion is only referenced from the point of David occupying it. And then after that, it becomes this, um, this song. There's many songs about it. Um, it's, it. And it represents the place where God dwells. So what I want to challenge you with today, church, is what is that place in your life that the devil says you can't take it? They looked at David and they actually mocked him and says, even the blind and lame will stop you from getting this. And it's the thing in your life that the devil's tried to taunt you, tried to mock you, saying you will not overcome this. God's people were moving, they were doing things, but that Zion represented a place that God promised to Abram. The enemy took it, but then a king rose up and occupied it. And I'm here to tell you, David occupied, I'm here to tell you right now, David is a representation of Jesus. And when Jesus came, he represents you taking back everything the devil stole. David is the king of Judah. Jesus is the king of Judah. And so Jesus in your life represents you taking back anything. And some of this stuff might have been passed through um, your heritage. It might be a struggle that you just can't seem to shake. But you have the authority in Christ to occupy everything the devil stole. Hallelujah. Sure is quiet. So, so David took it back from the Jebusites. Judah never drove it out. It represents what God has promised, what the devil has stolen, and what we must take back. I'm here to tell you right now, there is higher ground in every person's life in this room. And I want to charge you that you are called to take it back. 
to take it back. Look at you guys know my story. I pretty much say it every Sunday. <laughs> the way I grew up, the abuse I went through, the 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 the, the um the the way I looked at myself as a result of being abused. The, the way I grew up, the, the, the kind of being around people that were super cr- negative and never make it and always struggling and just, just uh, uh, like all kinds of addiction and buy, cans of beer like 10 in the morning like, and, and smoking cigarettes and beer. I'm a little kid. Like that's how it was in my house. Like it was just going down fast. Every part of our life just demoralized and broken and um, always the law somehow or another always involved social workers and you know what I mean? And so when I got into the house of God, you could come up out of there, Sean. And I had my struggles even in that moment when I'd have my moments and I remember one time I was so discouraged and one of the gentlemen up in that picture, the cotillions, his son uh, was, was one of our, was like our youth leader slash worship leader. And um, I, had, I was just going through this moment and man, I mean, here I was in church, I was serving God. I was an usher with my suit on and my tie. I had, I, you know, I had three ties and two suits. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I just switched them out, you know. Um, but I remember having this, and I was young, I was a teenager, so I still was working out some stuff. I remember when I first started coming, I'll, I'll explain this story, but they, some of the leaders would look at me and go, man, this, this, this boy is some work. Just my face, my demeanor, they could see it. Just the spirit on my life was heavy. They're like, this boy, I don't know if he's going to make it. Like, is he here for the girls, or what's he doing here? Because I didn't overtly show progress. But I kept coming. And I, and, and I remember them, after I got some freedom, they were like, dang, you, you're doing better. <laughs> I mean, just your countenance. They're like, look, you're smiling now, little man. But I remember having this one episode out in front of church. And, and I, w- I mean, I was, I was reading my Bible. I was praying. But every single curse word you could possibly think of, I was still struggling. I mean, I was like unhealthy. And, and my leaders just absorbed it. They were like so gracious and peaceful. I was like, dang, I'd kick me out by now. But I was, you know, and being in that environment, the process and, 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 and being around in the house of God and, and hearing that you could come up out of this, Sean. You, could, you can overcome these things. You can get free. You can experience true joy and peace and, and hope in your personal life. And they begin to help me grow beautiful in elevation. The joy of the whole earth, Mount Zion. You can occupy this space, Sean. You can, you can take back what the devil has occupied. That's what higher ground means. And every last one of us have ground to take. Does anybody in here have some ground to take? Hallelujah. This is my last point here. 
in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Let's go to Hebrews. This is my last scripture, my last point. Are you guys getting something out of this? God wants to take you higher. God just doesn't want you to come out of sin. He wants you to occupy land. Make, make sense? God just doesn't want you forgiven. He wants you moving forward. God just doesn't want you out of addiction. He wants to use you to free others in addiction. God just didn't want the children of Israel out of Egypt and wandering for 40 years. That's not higher ground. It took somebody like a Joshua and God to go, okay, be of strong courage, be of good courage, be of, you know, you're going to cross the Jordan in three days. Joshua had no idea what he was doing. He's like, okay, dude, okay, everybody, uh, we're leaving in three days. Pack your bags. Joshua was like, y'all are learning with me. And they crossed over. Joshua, the only thing Joshua knew was wandering. He was taught under a leader that wandered. And all he knew, all Joshua knew was one. And don't come to me and tell me, Pastor Sean has been rough. Pastor Sean, my daddy never was around. Pastor Sean, my mama this. Pastor Sean, my daddy didn't do this. Pastor Sean, I grew up in the hood. Pastor Sean, I never had any opportunity. Don't tell me that. In Christ, there's higher ground. <laughs> Pastor Sean, look, I can sit here and say, okay. Well, oh, you want to compare, you want to compare battle scars? Is that what you want to do? <laughs> There's higher ground for you. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what wasn't handed to you. I'm here to tell you that every promise of God is yes and amen. And you will, you will obtain promises through faith and patience. You got what it takes. God's given it to you. Higher ground is made available to you. How many of you think the people of God were like, David, I don't know if you want to go up and get those Jebusites because even Joshua was the man. He couldn't even take it. Your great-granddaddy couldn't do it, David. It's a generational curse, this thing. But, but David's like, what? Let's go. So David went. He, did, he went. He did it. He took it. It's Mount Zion, beautiful in elevation. It's, it's a picture of something that when God's people rise up and take it, they made a lot of progress under Joshua, but they didn't get Jerusalem. It's the city of God. And the word Zion actually means fortress, fortified. There's areas of your life the devil has fortified for years. You ain't taking this. Joy, security, identity is mine. Been here for years. Come on, somebody. But Zion represents your faith and you saying, let's go get it. that you occupy it. Everybody's got something. You grew up in church your whole life. You still got some stuff you need to take. You probably got to take more than all of us. Come on, somebody. Come on now, church folks. Come on now, church kids, pastor's kids. You got to take some ground yourself. If anything, you're more accountable to much is given, much is required. What are you going to take? What are you going to take back? My parents divorced multiple times. It's not happening with me. She ain't leaving me. And I'm not leaving her. I'm not saying it's easy. It ain't easy. Newlyweds, smiling over here after Hawaii. Keep smiling. It ain't easy. But it ain't happening. Jebusites, gotta go. Mount Zion, beautiful in elevation. Man, we going higher. It's going to be better. My kids ain't going to struggle with that. 
They got to fight their own battles. Look, I can't keep them from, but I want to be an example, at least an example. That's my responsibility. I can't control their outcome, but I can control what they see in my life. I can control how they see me communicate to this woman. Come on, somebody. What is that area in your life? And some of you, maybe it's not some deep, dark thing that it might just be just achieving things that people said you couldn't or, or moving into a space, starting a business. Somebody in here, make it happen. When nobody ever did this, a, that's a great sign you're on God's path. Is when you're doing something that you're like, I have no reference for this. Ask Joshua. That's why God said, be strong and of good courage. Why? Because homeboy was scared. So I told him multiple times, Joshua chapter 1. Joshua had, I don't know why I'm talking about Joshua. It's not even in my notes. But I don't even know why. Like, think about Joshua had no reference of taking ground. God's like, cross over in three days. And Joshua's like, I've been here for 40 years. Here we go. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion, to to the city of the living God. I'm here to tell you what's made available to you. That that in in, in Christ, the excuses got to go. They might be a reality, but they got to go. But you, you, look at your neighbor and say you. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to innumerable, innumerable company of angels. You got all kind of angels on your side. Got all kind of angels. Look at your neighbor and say, I got all kind of angels. Got all kind of angels. Look at your wife. If you're married, look at your wife and say, you one of them, girl. You one of them. Tell her. To the general assembly and church. Beautiful and elevation church. It's a place to lift you up of this firstborn who are registered in heaven. To God, the judge of all. I have God on my side, the judge of all. I have God on my side, the judge of all. I have God on my side, I'm going to take this mountain. I have God on my side, the judge of all. To the spirits of just men made perfect. To Jesus. Pastor Sean, you know what I've been through? Jesus. Pastor Sean, I've been struggling. Jesus. Pastor Sean, I've tried. Jesus. Pastor Sean, you don't know. Jesus. Pastor Sean. <laughs> Who said that? Give me some. Linda. Linda's awesome. She took spiritual gift tests. Encouragement's her strong one. It is. She's a high I if you know the disc test. That's her. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Jesus. Look it. To Jesus. Man, I don't know how to do this. I don't know. So I know there's people in here that are getting married soon. Multiple people getting married. This is beautiful. Some of y'all are like, "Uh, Lord, help me. Jesus. I've tried this before. It didn't work. Jesus. I've never done this before. I'm scared. Jesus. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. Speaks of every promise. Everything written in this book. This is a covenant. It's a promise. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. I got blood talking for me. Next time the devil tries to condemn you, tell him, shut up, devil, listen to the blood. Listen, mercy. What's the blood saying? Mercy. 
What's the blood saying? Second chance. What's the blood saying? Grace. What's the blood saying? I'm working in you. My perfect will. What's well pleasing in my sight? The blood of Jesus. Here's my last point. All is made available to you to go to higher ground. Everything. Everything you have need of. Every promise in Christ that you can do all things. You can do all things. You can do all things. You can do all things in Christ. You can do all things. Single mama, you can do all things. You can do all things. You can do all things are made available to you. Higher ground. There is never, like I said last week, in your walk with God, where you have to settle. Where you have to settle. You don't have to settle. Thank God for where you are. But please, I beg you, church, don't settle where you are. Don't settle. God's been good. He's taking you somewhere. But don't settle. Go higher. Go higher. Believe for more. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.